myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Good morning, just two minutes to 12. It is the Eddie Howe press conference review for the game against Manchester United this coming Sunday, half past four, live on Sky. Razor uh, was first on from BBC Radio Newcastle and just asked Eddie, how was the break? Uh, he jokingly said that he, uh, you can see that I've got a nice glow, but he said, seriously, um, I was in a cup and I was in the shade. Uh, Razor then said you had two great results before the break. How well-timed was this two-week break? Um, he said, look, it's been good for some players and maybe it's not so good for others. Um, he says it's given uh, an opportunity for some of the uh, the injured players to have a rest. Um, he says, you know, Fabian Scher, been great for him. He's been playing on an injury. And Anthony Gordon, of course, um, who um, uh, had been sidelined, uh, says it's given him an opportunity potentially um, you know, get back a little bit quicker than we hoped. Uh, Razor pushed him on Anthony Gordon, asked if he'd be available for Manchester United. He said he doesn't know yet. Um, he's done a small bit of training this week, but obviously uh, he was heading out to training this morning and would make an assessment before the game on Sunday. He also asked him about Nick Pope. Um, he said that uh, Nick Pope had felt, uh, you know, his thigh in the uh, in the game against Wolves. And he'd uh, obviously then gone on to play against Forest without any training. Pulled out of the uh, England squad as a precaution. Um, but he has trained this week. So it sounds as if Nick Pope is OK and will be fine. Razor then asked him how critical the next few weeks are going to be. Uh, and he said it's a massive month. He said it's an intense period of games coming up, which will ultimately define our season. And he says, this is a big week to come. We're only focusing on Manchester United at the moment. And he says, but obviously the, the results pre-break gave us a boost in morale. And, you know, in the dressing room within the squad, uh, confidence is high. Razor then asked, do you, uh, do you have the mentality or do the players have the mentality that you owe Manchester United won after the cup final defeat? And he went, I don't look at it like that. Uh, he says, uh, you know, I looked at the game afterwards. I broke it down. Uh, without emotion, he said, we did things right in that game, but we also did things wrong. He says, conceding the early goal uh, was disappointing, not defending properly on the free kick. Um, but, you know, ultimately, it is what it is. It's in the past. You move on. Joe Linton is back, of course, after his two-match suspension. And Razor said, does that leave you with a few big decisions after the players that have come in have performed well? He said, Joe's a huge presence on and off the pitch. The lads know how good he is and he's versatile. Uh, others have performed well. Obviously, he's got a bit of food for thought. He also asked him about Elliot Anderson, what role he's going to play in the, the, the final 12 games. He just said an important one. It's a question he's been asked before. He says that he will play an important role in a small squad. He gives us energy. He gives us impetus. He gives us quality. And he gives us creativity. And uh, obviously, you know, had a goal, uh, a goal choked off, could have scored again. Certainly in Eddie Howe's plans for the next 12 games as young Elliot, and that's great for everybody to hear. Keith Downey from Sky was next. Um, basically said Isaac, on his last international duty, had a, uh, an injury, returned with an injury and was out for a while. He went, how's things with him? Um, he says, I haven't seen him yet, but I'm not aware of any problems. So uh, Isaac fighting fit and uh, ready to go against Manchester United. He then pushed on uh, 
on Isaac and just said, uh, how excited are you about what can actually come from him? Uh, he just reiterated what he said in past press conferences. He's very excited. He's got him himself into a good place um, with his fitness. And, and he said his ability was never in question. You know, we've got a real talent on our hands. Yeah. Keith then asked him how big the game against Manchester United was. Keith kept, you know, nearly dropping himself in it by referring to them as United, but pulled himself through. Um, and he just said, look, these, these, uh, you know, at this stage, these games get bigger, uh, you know, as you get towards the business end of the season. Um, you know, you know, the, the crowd will help. It's our last home game. Um, the, you know, the team are positive. It's been a long two weeks. Um, you know, for the team because they, they they could have done with the fixture straight away against Manchester United after you know having back to back wins. But he said, "Look, we've done our bit. The team's ready. Uh, it's over to them now." Keith then asked him, "Are the team going into this game in a different mindset?" Um, he said, "It's difficult to answer." He says, "I thought we were good going into the cup final. Uh, we were positive. We had good rhythm." And you know, he just reiterated what he'd mentioned before. You know, the early goal probably didn't help. You know, it was a Daft, daft period in the game and, you know, didn't really reflect the performance as a whole. Any lingering feelings about Manchester United and about that game, you know, and it seemed as if a lot of the journalists were pushing for the same answer to the same question. Um, he just said, look, I'll, I'll not get over the result. He says, but I tend not to dwell on it and I'll move on quickly. Um, Keith then says, has this felt like a long season? He says, uh, he says it has to me. And... Um, <laughs> Eddie laughed. He said, it's felt like a short season for me. He says, it's flown over. He says, it doesn't seem like five minutes since New Year's Eve was here. And uh, now we're in April. And I'm thinking, how have we come to this? But now he says, I must have just been enjoying myself. So plenty of uh, humour in the in the press conference, as always, from Eddie. He then finished off, Keith, with, uh, you've got 12 games left. Um, you know, are you enjoying it? And are you hoping to enjoy these last 12 games? And he went, look, it's, it's a better place to be. He says, I enjoy training. Um, you know, and, and I'm just going to relish and embrace the experience, you know, whatever it may bring. So, yeah, definitely going to enjoy the last 12 games. Andy Sixsmith, uh, next uh, next up, I uh, said, the players, he says, you mentioned them, they're recharged and ready to go. Are you recharged? And he said, uh, yes, in my own strange way. He says, um, but, you know, managers very rarely switch off. He says, it's, uh, it's, it's weird, um, a strange feeling when, you know, you're so intense day to day with training, etc. And then suddenly you've got this low. Um, it is strange. But he says, yeah, I have managed to relax in my own way. Um, Andy then said, was the Forest win in our last game the most crucial win of the season so far? He says, time will tell at the end of the season. He says, I felt Wolves was just as important. Um, he says, but I guess scoring late in the Forest game um, and getting the win um, probably makes it feel more significant. He then asked him about the... The, the 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 management on the pitch, um, you know, with the penalty, he just said, "Do you plan things like that in the in the game where Kieran Trippier had took the ball, made out he was going to take the penalty, and then handed it to Isaac to take the pressure off?" And he went, "Look, yeah," he says, "We we do plan moments like that." He says, "That particular moment was down to Kieran. We're not taking any credit for it." He says, "That's his kind of mindset, and he decided he was going to take the pressure off of uh, Alexander, but." Ultimately, he says, yeah, he says, we, we pass things on and it's up to the players whether they choose to, to use it. Um, Andy then, in a roundabout, we asked the same question as Keith, just saying, with Isaac, are, you, are we starting as the media and the fans starting to see what you see daily from Isaac in training? And he went, yeah, look, it's a good assessment. Um, he says, the concussion injury, which I've mentioned before against West Ham, didn't help. 
um, you know, didn't help him, but now he's firing on all cylinders and, and ready to go. Um, Andy then said the Man United game is is often like referred to as a, a bit of a flagship Premier League game. He says, any memories from watching these games? He just said, yeah, I, I always remember goals and I'd love it to be the case on Sunday. Goals for us. Um, Andy then mentioned futsal, which has now come into uh, training at uh, Newcastle United and uh, it caused a bit of laughter this as well. Uh, he asked him if he'd taken part and he went, yes, I have. Um, he then said that his partner had let him down because he'd been beaten. He wouldn't name his partner. Um, and he did suggest that it might have been um, his assistant coach. <laughs> and he says, well, it might be. But he, he, it was funny. You know, he said he got beat off Joel Linton and Bruno. Um, but, uh, you know, good to see that kind of thing still going on at the club. And next up was Mark from the BBC. Um, he said, you know, did you have any worries at all after the League Cup final that the season might have just fizzled out? Um, and he went, knowing the players that we have, no. He says, but you, you never know how players are going to react after a defeat in a cup final. Um, he says, I felt we were competitive in the game. You know, we, you know, we gave it our best, but unfortunately, as as I've already mentioned, you know, we conceded, you know, two goals in quick succession and the final was over. He then asked if Wilson and Isaac could be good for each other in the last 12 games. Um, again, it's a roundabout way of asking if you're going to play these two together. He's never going to do that. Um, we know the formation he plays. We know the formation that the team like. Um, inadvertently, maybe during football, they may end up on the pitch at the same time, but he's not going to set up with a 4-4-2, is he? Um, but he, he just said, look, maybe maybe they will. He says, not all the time. He says, but I'm hoping that they can inspire and help each other in the last 12 games. So, you know, it's a good roundabout answer, really. Saudi ownership um, was next on Mark's question list. Is this a, a distraction to the team? And he went, it doesn't affect the players or us. He says, for us, it's about the football. Damien was next uh, asking, um, well, he pointed out that Newcastle um, are about to pass last season's points total for last season uh, with games to spare. Um, he says, do you look at that as an improvement? And he went, yeah, you can say that. He says, but stats are now good markers these days. Um, and, and he says, you know, we, we all tend to rely heavily on on stats. He says, across the board, there's been a big improvement statistically. He says, so, you know, there has been an improvement, but it's our job to keep that going. He then pushed him and said, at the start of the season, is this where you envisaged being? Is this where you wanted to be? And he said, we don't do that at the start of the season. He says, I see it as a waste of energy. Um, you know, our job is just to, you know, continue improvement amongst the players and, you know, and, and getting results. And it's as simple as that. Ian Murder from the Daily Star um, said, do you see Manchester United as an equal now? Um, and he just basically said, we try to approach every game uh, where we look at each opposition as equals. Um, he says, we've never felt that anything negative to the players on or off the ball, um, you know, in build up the games. And he says, we have, we've got a fearless approach. So, but yeah, he says, Rather than singling out Manchester United, he said that we see all opposition teams as equals. Um, again, he, he just said, you know, when you see Manchester United, do you look at them as an equal? And he went, it's not my place to say that. He says, um, you know, I, I don't spend time comparing us to other teams. Um, so, you know, again, uh, a second attempt from Ian Murta to get an answer there, but didn't, you know, didn't get it. Um he then asked him about the pressure in this season compared to last. 
Um, is it is it the same? Battling relegation or chasing Champions League? And he went, it's slightly different, he said, because we had to play a certain way to get results last season, he says, and this season we don't play that way. I'd like to think you've seen an improvement and we play in a different way and we're hoping to evolve and, and, and you know, we've got a name of, of what we want to be like and how we want to play. So, you know, ultimately... The answer was was no to that question. Miles, next from the Shields Gazette, he said, um, prior to the international break, he said Miggy was going to be out for six weeks. Any update on that? He said, I'd love to be able to say he's going to be back earlier, but he won't be. He's making good progress. He's not in any pain. Um, but with the kind of injury he's got, um, we're not taking any chances and it'll still be four weeks before we see Miggy. So not good news on Miggy. ASM and Wilson, uh, both have trained. Uh, and they're both in good form, so no problems with them. He also asked him if he'd spoken to Chris Wood. Obviously, Chris Wood's out for the rest of the season. He said, no, but I aim to. Um, and, you know, we, we obviously wish him all the best. Luke Edwards was up next, and then he wasn't, because his mind went blank and forgot his question. So they moved quickly on to Jordan, who asked him about Sven Botman, asked him what the situation had been with him during the international break. He said that, He'd suffered food poisoning um, and he hadn't been alone in doing that in the in the camp in Holland. Uh, but he'd left early and he's been back and he's been training. He also asked if he'd kept in touch with the loan players and had he spoken to Karen Gual after his international goal. And he said, yeah, he says, we, you know, I've spoken to him. He's a lovely guy and uh, very pleased for him. And, you know, he's learning all the time uh, and he's learning about how intense the uh, the game is in the UK. Luke Edwards remembered his question, so was given the opportunity to ask it. And um, surprise, surprise, it was about the Saudi situation. Uh, he said, all stuff, um, all the stuff that's happening in Parliament this week, all the conversations, is there anything to worry about? And have you had any conversations with with, with the board? And he went, no, um, nothing to worry about. Um, but, and I haven't discussed it with anybody, you know, uh, you know, at Newcastle United, but that's not an unusual because we've been in an international break. Um, you know, and... You know, from our perspective, you know, if it comes up in conversation, well, you know, when we see each other, we'll probably discuss it. Simple as that. Luke then moved quickly on to the rivalry with Manchester United. And, uh, you know, he says, when you look at Manchester United as a rivalry, he says, is it really a rivalry? Because, you know, Newcastle United haven't spent as much as Manchester United. And, you know, uh, you know, from, from our perspective, you know, you've done a you know, it was more or less praising him. You've done a great job on on a, on you know less of a budget. You know, surely that makes you the better guy. I think that's what Luke was more or less trying to allude to. And he just said, look, our success isn't based on money; it's based on work ethics, collect and collective efforts. So, simple answer to a simple question. Dominic was next. He said, big games uh, bring uh, big pressure uh, at both at both ends. Um, you know. Relegation and you know chasing Champions League, so a slightly different way of asking me a murderous question. But he he says is the pressure different at both ends? And he went, it doesn't really change um, for me as a manager. He said uh, it's different stakes, of course, when you're at the bottom. He says because you're playing for everybody's futures, you know, from the from the tea lady to the kit man to the you know the people in the ticket office. It's um, you know it, it's great. He says at the other end the expectations rise. Um, but the pressure in the seat for him doesn't change. He said, uh, he was also asked by Dominic, did the break give you a chance to look ahead to transfers? He went, yep. Um, I have started that process myself. He says, I've had no conversations about it yet, but yeah, I have. So Dominic then said, have you had a think of who you would want or what positions you want? And he went, I have an idea. He 
He says, but it's changeable. It's not clear cut. Um, he says, because players can obviously change your mind. Chris was next. Um, again, just pushing on about, you know, the, the money side of things. He says, a lot of success um, isn't about money. Um, have some players exceeded uh, your expectations? And he went, yep, some of them have. He says, um, you know, I had an idea of how some of them might work with me. He says, when I was, when I wasn't at the club, um, he says, but you can only learn about a player when you work with them day to day. Chris then said, um, you said that Wilson, the, the break's been good for certain players such as Wilson. Why did he need it? And he went, look, he said, Callum needed that break. And, you know, he says, I've seen him use it really wisely. He said he, he rested for a couple of days and then he's trained really hard over the last 16 days. So he's, he's, he's in a good place. Simon then said, um, again, asking this question, looking for a headline, I think, you were rivaling Manchester United, uh, you know, without spending the money, does money always talk? And he, he just reiterated what he said before in a different way. You can book the trend. It's not easy to do that. He says, um, you know, we were always the underdog at Bournemouth. He says, but team spirit and implementing a plan, which is my simple blueprint, um, is, is, is the way around it and is the way I've always worked. And, you know, it, it's been successful. Um, he then was asked about ambition um, at the club. Um, is it is the aim to be as big as Manchester United on and off the pitch? And he went, you're asking the wrong man. He says, of course, the ambitions are to grow um, the income. He says, and that's the challenge that the club needs to find answers to, uh, you know, obviously navigate FFP, uh, financial fair play. Kieran uh, then mentioned Ten Hag. He said, um, you know, the interview that he gave before the cup final, saying that Newcastle were annoying. Um, he says, are you going to continue your game management strategy this season? And he went, look, I think it's been massively overblown in the media. He says, but, you know, we will continue our game management. And he said, uh, we will continue to do that well within the laws of the game. He said, do you think that's main games uh, from Ten Hag? He said, possibly, but I can't speak for him or any other manager. Martin uh, then said, um, you know, did you you know, spend time with your family and, and talk over your regrets about the cup final. And you went, look, I've, I've had many regrets in my career. I've had many disappointments in my career. And he says, and I said, as a previous press conference, I, I didn't, I didn't get in late. And I, I sat up and watched the, the game back. And he says, for me, after a defeat, that's a normal process. He asked him how his boys were about it. And what did they say? He says, I can't tell you what they said. Um, and, he said, did that result in the cup final intensify your desire to win a trophy? He went, definitely. I'm desperate, desperate to do that. Um, he said, what's your last memory of the cup final? And he said, ah, really just the feeling when we conceded the goals. He said, that's what I'm left with. Lee Ryder, um, last up, um, started about the six-minute spell at Newcastle had you know, lost the cup final. And uh, you know, just basically said, look, first, he just said the first goal can happen. He says, but the second goal was the one we're most disappointed about. You know, pointing back to the um, the second goal that was scored by Rashford. Um, Lee then asked him about Matt Ritchie. He said, how much is his experience going to help in the last 12 games? And he went, yeah, it's, it's going to be massively helpful. He says um, he's a huge character within the squad. Um, he says you can hear him anywhere around the training ground. He says, no matter where you are, one of our leaders. Um, he says, and I can't speak highly enough of him. And he can still play. He can play anywhere. Um, he says, I just hope I don't have to uh, ask him to play right back because uh, Lee Ryder had suggested he could play left back, right back. And he went, I hope I don't have to ask him to do that. Lee then asked him about Casemiro being suspended and does it give Newcastle a better chance? And he went, he's a world-class player, but they've got a world-class player that can take his place. 
and he asked the same um, same question about Rashford, um, and and said, "Is that mind games? You know, we had that with before the final that he wasn't going to be available, coming out on crutches, etc." And again, he said, "I I can't comment on on mind games." And and again, he said, "If he is out, they've got a hugely talented player that they can bring in to replace him. Simple as that." So, uh, great stuff. Um, looking forward to this game at the weekend. Don't forget, we've got the Amigos uh, coming up. And uh, that will be five o'clock tonight till seven. Uh, I've pre-recorded a show with Ben Jacobs, which is at um, 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. And then on Sunday, pre-match, we've got George Mitchell. Those were the days covering season 74 to 75. Simon Natras, that's very, very kind of you, mate. Um, and uh, thanks to everybody in the chat. Look forward to seeing you later on. Um, don't forget, amigos, five o'clock, set a reminder. And I'll see you all then. Take care. Bye-bye. Big thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, handmade in Cumbria. And you can find them at mrvickys.co.uk. Email info at mrvickys.co.uk and place an order by phone on 01768 210102. Thanks to Fruit Vita Getaways. Book your holidays or short breaks in the UK or around the world with them. Uh, let them find your happy place. ABTA and ATOL registered. You can contact them uh, by emailing Fruit Getaways at gmail.com. Call or text 0792 842 7895 and join their Facebook group at Fruit Vita Getaways. Thanks to Media Arts for all the technical help and videos that they do. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle. If you want to join the channel, click join and uh, you can see the various rates that you can pay to help support us. Uh, if you want to join uh, by subscribing, hit the subscribe button. That is free. Uh, hit the thumb up under the video uh, to help the algorithm. And click share to share to other social media platforms. Uh, if you do subscribe, we do give you a free car sticker. Uh, just email john at nufcmatters.com and he will post you one out. If you want to join the cult, which is a one-off payment of £25, uh, where you get a scarf, a pen, a cup, and uh, uh, entry into the monthly draw, then go to nufcmatters.com and look for the cult membership. Uh, or put your phone over this smart code. And uh, it will take you straight there. We are available as well as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and the rest. And we do support the food bank on this channel. Uh, so if you want to make a virtual donation from anywhere in the world, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and put your money into the match day bucket. We've got some events coming up. Uh, first off in April. Uh, April 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th and 11th. Peter Beardsley Soccer School is back for ages 6 to 16 years. Uh, go to peterbeardsleysoccerschool.com for more information. An evening with John Anderson at the Time Out Surf Cafe, Tuesday the 18th of April. Uh, book your tickets direct from the venue. An evening with Frank Clark and John Gibson two nights later, uh, Thursday the 20th of April at the Irish Centre. Uh, tickets from nufcmatters.com. And even when Nobby Solano at Laurels in Whitley Bay is May the 11th. Uh, so uh, contact the venue direct if you want to go uh, to that event. And we've got our NUFC Matters end of season party, uh, which is the 27th of May at 7 o'clock. Tickets are a tenner from nufcmatters.com. And even with Rob Lee at Louis Liquor Store at 1st of June. And uh, tickets direct from the venue. 
and an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark and John Beresford, Friday the 2nd of June at the Grand Hotel Gosforth, which is in aid of the Healand Tour charity. And you can get your tickets direct from them at the healandtour.org.uk website. Just click events. A little bit later in the year, an evening with Gavin Peacock, July the 10th. Uh, tickets from nufcmatters.com for that one. And if you like your boxing, a night of champions featuring Frank Bruno, Ricky Hatton, Nigel Benn and Joe Calzaghi. Uh, tickets for that one from goldstarpromotions.com. Thank you. 